fed thousands of us that day. And all with just two fish and, and five loaves of bread. Thousands of us. It was a miracle. We were there. We saw it with our own eyes. Truly, he was the bread of life. And now, and now he's gone. I know his miracle working powers. All the signs pointed to his love for us. Jesus truly was the Son of God. So why did God, why did he let him die on that cross? How can this be the end? God gave you Jesus even before I knew a man. It was a miracle for Jesus to be born, let alone heal the sick and turn water into wine. He's done nothing wrong. How could God let this happen? I've seen his miracles with my own eyes. We both have. He brought our brother Lazarus back from the grave. His disciples, his mother, all of us who loved him. What will we do now?
I'm on my way to one of my favorite places to watch a sunrise. And at 6.57, it's gonna come up over those mountains. And when it does, well, the molecules will disperse into the atmosphere. And that's what causes the vibrant colors, the yellows and the oranges and the reds. If you really enjoy sunrises, you might wanna book a, a flight on a spaceship. Maybe Elon Musk can help you out. They say that astronauts see in one day 16 sunrises. How cool is that? Studies show that, that watching a sunrise can reduce anxiety, lift depression, increase your endorphins. But there's power and beauty in a sunrise. As we make our way toward the sunrise, it's still dark and it reminds me of a lady in the Bible. The Bible says that on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Well, it was dark in more ways than one. Mary was a follower of Jesus. She had followed him to the cross and watched him die that horrible death. Then she followed him to the tomb and watched them put his dead body into the grave. In that moment, all of her hopes and her dreams were, were buried with Jesus. It was a dark day, but all the days had not been added up. There's an old saying that goes like this, it's darkest before the dawn. And on that resurrection morning, as she goes back to the tomb to pay her respects, the dawn is about to break in. Can you feel the sun on your face and the warmth in your soul, dance in your spirit? Can you see the colors being added to your world? Of Jesus is alive. Jesus is the daybreaker. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And I'm feeling good. Amen. Well, I am feeling good here at Cathedral of Faith. Welcome to our great Easter celebration. God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here. And can we give it up for our worship arts department? What an amazing presentation. They're going to be coming back in, in just a few moments. And I have one more presentation, the Ascension. It's so powerful. You know, with all, all these Easter presentations, I heard about a five-year-old little boy. He was going to be in the Easter play. He was going to be in the Easter play, and while, well, he had this one line he was supposed to deliver, and the line was this. He was going to walk out on stage and say, he is not here, he is risen. He's not here, he is risen. Well, he was getting ready to walk out on stage, and he got a little bit nervous, so he walked out, and this is what he said, he is not here. He's in prison. Oh, boy. Don't you hate when that happens? When Jesus steps out of the tomb, he is risen. And when the sun comes up, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. He is risen, and it's the ultimate sign. It's the ultimate sign. We all know what a sign is. Uh, we know what a sign does. 
Have you seen the cathedral billboard around town? I've got a picture of it right up here. It says, you asked me for a sign. Here it is from God. Encounter the extraordinary Cathedral of Faith. Can we give it up for our graphic art department? We know what a sign is and what a sign does. A sign, it's meant to capture your attention. It's meant to tell you something. It's meant to lead you somewhere. And these signs that Jesus would perform, they're meant to capture our attention, to tell us something about who Jesus is, and to lead us to a greater place of faith and trust in Christ. Well, when you look at the book of John and the signs Jesus performs in that book, you find that well, Jesus is the winemaker and Jesus is the X factor. Jesus is the water walker. Jesus is the way maker. When there seems to be no way, he can make a way. Amen. Jesus is the eye opener. I once was blind, but now I. Jesus is the grave robber. When you think it's over, it's not over until Jesus says it's over. And then the ultimate sign, the greatest sign, is the one that we find on that day, 2,000 years ago, the resurrection morning, when the sun comes up and Jesus comes back from the dead. People once asked Jesus, what sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And that's exactly what he did. When Jesus came back from the dead, it was the ultimate sign that he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. Because of Jesus, we can have forgiveness from our past. Can somebody say amen? amen. Because of Jesus, we can have resurrection power right here in the present. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Because of Jesus, we can have eternal hope for our future. Can somebody say amen? amen? Well, on that resurrection morning, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. Jesus is the daybreaker. That is the ultimate sign. Can we give him praise today? Hallelujah. Daybreak. Say that with me. Daybreak. Well, this is a sunrise. It really is a sunrise that you can believe in. It's a sunrise that you can believe in. One reason we can trust that this story is true is because the first person to see the empty tomb, the first person to see the resurrection is a lady by the name of Mary Magdalene. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to you and I living in the 21st century in the Silicon Valley. But back in the first century, women were viewed as second class. They were treated as second class. You could not be a witness in a court of law if you were a woman. In fact, a second century Greek philosopher attacked Christianity and the resurrection with these words. He said, how can anyone expect rational men 
to listen to the testimony of a hysterical female. Uh-oh. That guy would be knocked off Twitter here today, right? <laughs> and here's the point. If you were making up a story about Jesus coming back from the dead, you would never in a million years have the first person he appears to to be a woman. That's why we know this story is true. It's not a fable. It's not a fairy tale. 2,000 years ago, the sun came up in more ways than one. Jesus is alive. Our faith has a sure foundation. There's a new hope, a new dawn, and a new day. Jesus is the daybreaker. Can we give him praise? Amen. Hallelujah. And if you follow where the sign leads to, the Bible says these signs are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. When you have put your trust in him, you will have life that lasts how long? Forever through his name. When you follow the sign to where it leads to and you put your faith in him, you will have life in his name, life here and now, and life forever with him. Now, as you make your way through the story, we find that, that Mary ends up in John chapter 20, Mary ends up running right into the sun. Look at what it says in John 20, verse 2. It reads, she ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, she said they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. She ran. She's not looking, well, she's not thinking resurrection. She is thinking Tomb Raider. She thinks that someone has raided the tomb and stolen the dead body of Jesus. So she starts running. She runs and she finds the other disciples. And when the other disciples hear what has happened, they put on their curries and they start running too. The Bible says this, that Peter and the other disciple, John, started out for the tomb. They were both what? Running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Guys will turn anything into a competition. Amen. There's all this running. Reading about the running. She's running. They're running. I'm getting tired just reading about the running. I heard about one man. He said to his friend, I used to watch golf on television, but my doctor said I needed to get more exercise, so now I watch tennis. <laughs> Hello. All of this running. This may be the perfect story for the Bay Area because we are always running somewhere. Mary's running. Peter and John are running. There's an empty tomb. There's more running that happens in this chapter than all of the Gospels combined. The dead body of Jesus is missing and everybody is running trying to find it. And that's when Mary 
runs right into the sun and she sees Jesus. What a moment. Now at first she doesn't realize it is Jesus. I wonder why that was. Was it still too dark for her to to see him clearly? Was there something different about his appearance after he came back from the dead? Was she so overwhelmed with her grief? Sometimes that can happen. You can be so lost in your tears, you miss the reality of what's right in front of you. For one reason or another, she didn't recognize him, but Jesus presses in and he says to Mary, Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. She didn't get that right. Or maybe she did. The story of creation, do you remember where it started? It started in a garden. And now here is the story of the new creation. And there is Jesus in the garden reversing the curse, pulling out the thistles and the thorns and replacing them with flowers and trees. He's taking out the sorrow and replacing it with joy. He's taking out the bitterness and replacing it with forgiveness. He's taking out the despair and he's replacing it with hope. He's taking out anxiety and he's replacing it with peace. He's taking out defeat and he's replacing it with victory. Jesus is at work in the garden, reversing the curse and making all things new. Can we give him praise? Amen. That's what Jesus does. Hallelujah. Jesus is making all things new. And finally, Jesus says her name, Mary. Would you say that with me? Mary. Say it again. Mary. And when she hears Jesus speak her name, the sun comes up. Light goes off. What if you're here this weekend and you're not here by accident or you're not here by chance? What if there's something bigger going on? What if God has brought you into this moment so that Jesus can whisper your name? That you'll hear your name on the inside. That you can start to dream again. You can start to hope again. It may be a dark day, but Jesus says your name All the days have not been added up. There's a new dawn and a new day breaking in, and Jesus is making all things new. There is a, yeah, let's give God praise, amen. There's a film out that is surprising a lot of people uh, with the numbers at the box office. It's called I Can Only Imagine. Have you seen it? Well, it's a... Film that's based on a true story about a father and a son. And the father, well, the father was an abusive alcoholic. 
And the son grew up in that environment, and that's always a difficult way to grow up. The mom couldn't take it, and so she ended up leaving. And so here you have father and son together trying to make a go of it. Well, eventually the son can't take it either, and he leaves. And I wonder in that moment, it seems to me every father and every son that down deep somewhere, that they have a dream of having a good connection between them. And yet at that point, with all of the pain and brokenness in that family, that dream had died. It was a dark day. But all the days had not been added up. Amen. And the dad ends up surrendering his life to Jesus. And the son begins to come up in their relationship. Now, at first, his son doesn't know how to react. When you've been through so much pain, it can be very difficult to trust again. But together, they work to restore and to renew that relationship. Jesus is making all things new. And as Jesus does make all things new between them, the father ends up, well, he has cancer And at one point in the film, he passes away. Can I address the elephant in the room? All of us are going to pass away at some point. All of us are terminal. But the good news of the resurrection is this. That when Jesus stepped out of that grave, Jesus defeated death. And all God's people said... Jesus conquered death and all God's people said, it's April Fool's Day today. Well, when Jesus came back from the dead, he had the last laugh on death. And because of Jesus' resurrection, hallelujah, it is our guarantee death will not have the last word in our lives Jesus will have the last word in our lives. Let's give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the resurrection and the life. Boy, and the son goes on to envision. Imagine what it would be like with his dad now there in heaven. And he writes that song that you've probably heard. I can only imagine the number one Christian song of all time. Maybe God brought you to this weekend so that Jesus could whisper your name and let you know it may be a dark day, but not all the days have been added up, and that Jesus is at work in your life to make all things new. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. That is the power of the resurrection. Jesus is the daybreaker. Daybreak. Say that with me. Daybreak. Now that, gives, that moves us to the last place of the story. And that's where when you watch the sunrise, you will rise too. When you end up watching the sunrise, well, you have a way of rising up too. There's a, a, a picture. It's one of my favorites, a cat and a lion. And it says, what matters most is how you see yourself. <laughs> yeah, how do you see yourself? Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? Once again, 
the power of this moment. Jesus says to Mary, he says, go to my brothers. Wait a second, time out. Something's changed. Before this, Jesus called them disciples and servants and friends. But after the resurrection, he calls them brothers. Go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. And what a great moment this is. Can you believe it? That the, well, Jesus entrusts the most important news in history to a woman who has a history. Hello. It's a reminder to you and I that when others count you out, Jesus counts you in. When others put you down, Jesus lifts you up. That Jesus is there restoring her dignity, lifting her self-esteem, and crushing the oppression. Friend, do not let the evil one tell you that because of your history, you don't have a destiny. Today is a new day for you. Jesus is alive, and because of the resurrection, well, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. The sun's coming up on your future. Hallelujah! Own that this weekend. Would you own that this weekend? The sun's coming up on your future, and if you find your identity in him, I mean, we live in a social, well, we live in the world of social media, and with social media, it's all about the likes. I, I, I had a chance to, well, to have as a guest on Daydreaming with Pastor Ken this week, the young man who's playing the part of Jesus, Manuel Romero. Manuel's done such a great job. Let Manuel know how much you appreciate. Hasn't he done a great job? Just an awesome job playing the part of Jesus. You know, we've done this presentation for 40 years. It's the first time we've ever had a singing Jesus. And he's just knocked it out of the park every single time. And Manuel and I, uh, to have some fun during this uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram segment, we had a lip sync competition. I performed and then he performed. And then you could go online and you could either like me with a thumbs up or you could you know, give hearts to Manuel. And so, man, I am feeling so good about myself because after I perform, I'm getting liked. And I've got a, two likes and then I've got four likes and I've got six likes and man, I'm just feeling so good. I'm up to 10 likes until I looked over at Manuel's hearts and his hearts were crushing my thumbs, amen. <laughs> I mean, I was just getting crushed. You know, his youth and talent were just too much for my good looks to overcome. Amen. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a dream. But here's the thing. In the world of social media, sometimes we can let our identity be defined by those likes instead of finding our identity in his love. And when Jesus says, my father is now your father, 
Do you know how much you're loved by him? Jesus takes the relationship that belongs to him by right. I mean, Jesus is the son of the father. Father God and, you know, and the son of God. God the son, God the father. He has a unique place and position as the son. But he loves us so much, he comes all the way down from heaven to earth. And he lives the perfect life that we could not live. And then he dies the death that we deserve to die. Then he comes back from the dead. The son comes up. And now he takes that relationship that is his by right. And he shares it with us. And he says, my father is now your father. Jesus is our elder brother. And now we have... A heavenly father? It almost sounds too good to be true. I was thinking of a way to paint a picture, and so I brought a jacket from home. It's just a jacket that I have from the house. You can tell it's my jacket, right? Because of what team is on the jacket. But what if you had, how many have a brother? Let me see your hands. How many have brothers? How many have an older brother? Wow, I'm an older brother. I pray for you right now. Amen. (laughs) But older brother, say you had this older brother and he just, he had this jacket in his closet. And you, you admired that jacket. It was the coolest jacket. You thought, wow, that is the, that is the most amazing jacket. But don't you dare touch it. Because that jacket doesn't belong to you. It belongs to your big brother. And you know what's going to happen if you touch it, right? And then one day, it just blows you away. One day, your big brother looks at you and he takes that jacket. In fact, I need somebody to help me out. Sweetheart, would you help me out just a moment? What's your name? Jasmine. Jasmine, would you stand up just for a, a moment? And... The big brother says, I want to take that jacket and I want to share my jacket with you. And he puts that jacket around your shoulders. And you look in the mirror and there you are with that jacket on. And you just can't believe your eyes. You're wearing your brother's jacket. How cool is that? How about a big hand for Jasmine? Way to go, Jasmine. All right. When Jesus comes back from the dead, he takes that relationship that is his by right, and he wraps us up in that relationship. And he, well, he shares that relationship with us, and he says, my father is now your father. And that we become sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father when we put our faith and trust in Him. Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? The Bible says to all who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become the children of God. Can we give Him praise? Amen. He is the daybreaker. As they prepare this last musical number for you, I want you to hear the story 
of a lady by the name of Tanshule. She's a part of our cathedral family. And a little over a year ago, the dawn came up in her life. And wow, she found her identity in Christ. And as you listen to her story, let faith begin to rise in your heart. I am Tan Shule. Uh, since Je January 2017, uh, I joined Cathedral of Faith. For about last 10 years, I had a very terrible t life in my um, country, and it was a family issue. I lost my job, I lost my properties and because of the economic crisis, and also then my husband got affected uh, with Lou Gray disease. So that 10 year was really like a disaster. We arrived uh, to San Jose on November uh, 2016. I came to Cathedral of Faith for a Reach Out Center. That was the first time I was inside of this campus. She said, go to a church, you find your friends over there, they are good people, it's safe, you can go with your family. That Sunday, I came to Cathedral of Faith. When I entered the big door in front of the uh, cathedral, I heard a voice, but I, I cannot describe that voice. But it was like, you're safe here. We sat down and I was uh, a little bit excited and also nervous about, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, Pastor Foreman, Ken Foreman was uh, speaking and <laughs> it was like, he was telling about me, he was telling about my life, and he was telling about how to get out from that life and who could help us. And I went out, I called my friend, and I said, hey, I found my church. My daughter also uh, wanted to uh, join the church, and my son as well. I left all of my relatives and all of my belongings back at my country and I felt time to time I felt very alone here. I'm alone but when I come to church I feel like I'm not alone anymore. My granddaughter is at the play uh, and my, my daughter is as well. I heard that there was a seamstress need for the uh, costumes and I said oh then I can work uh, and help them in that case. Well, I would like to give all my abilities to serve the God. Every day, I have no fear for the future. I know that I'm protected. I know that I'm saved. And I know that I am really on the path of the God, that I'm walking through Him. And I have a name for the God, and uh, I'm praying on the name of Jesus. And I say amen every day and night that he has, what he has given to us. Wow. Tan Shule is right down here. Would you stand? And we just want to rejoice with you. Boy, we rejoice what God can do. 
for her, her daughter, her granddaughter. Her name means the light of dawn. Wow, and it is a new dawn, a new day, because Jesus is alive. That changes everything. Bow your heads with me for just a moment. If you would say, hey, Pastor Ken, I know about Jesus. I've heard about Jesus, but today I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I need to become a follower of Jesus. Every journey starts with a step, and today I want to step across the line and declare that Jesus is my Savior and Jesus is my Lord. I want to put my faith and trust in Him so that I can have life with God, not only here and now, but after this life is over, to be forever with Him. I can only imagine. If you're making that decision today, I just want to agree with you that today is your day, that the sun's coming up in your life. Wherever you're at, would you lift up your hand and say, Pastor Ken, that's me today. I'm making that decision. Just wherever you're at in the building, just lift your hand up real high. God bless you. God bless you. Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. God sees your heart. His love for you is so amazing today's your day out in the amphitheater those watching online today's your day i'm going to invite you to say this prayer after me everyone say it heavenly father i come to you i need a savior and i believe that jesus is the savior of the world i believe he rose from the dead and i surrender my life to him I put him in charge. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do. Thank you, God, for making me a part of your family. Let me pray for everyone. Father, the Bible says all heaven rejoices when just one person surrenders their life to you. Many are making that decision today. I pray for all of us wherever we're at on our spiritual journey. That today we would hear you whisper our name. And that the darkness would start to flee. Light would break in. We can begin to hope and dream again. Because Jesus is alive. And that changes everything. It is a new dawn. It is a new day. Because Jesus, you are the daybreaker. Let's worship, welcome our worship arts team. Unconditional, unconditionally, I will love you. Unconditionally. There is no fear now, let go and just be free, I will love you unconditionally. Come just as you are to me, don't need apologies, just Know that you are worthy. 
bad days with your good Walk through the storm I would I do it cause I love you Unconditional Unconditionally I will love you same for me cause I love Everybody stand. Would you let the worship arts team, let them know one more time how much you appreciate them helping us to celebrate. Hallelujah. 